1: grace and peace to you and welcome to Radio for Real Life with Sean Azaro. He's the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. This is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for find it to the full. That's exactly what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we're going to hear a special message from Pastor Sean Azaro. He's teaching from Psalms 107. You might want to highlight the whole chapter, especially when you're going through a tough season in your life, whenever you need to recapture your faith good reminder to remain grateful, for He is faithful. Reallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free, but if you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do. There's a place to give at reallife.org. Today's part one of the message called, The Laughter of Gratitude. It's time for Radio for Real Life.
2: I found myself this week kind of thinking about the good old days, okay? And some
3: of you who are younger will be like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. It's okay. Let the old man ramble. It'll be fine. Thinking about kind of just some early years in our marriage, our ministry,
2: when God just did some really cool stuff. Friendships were forged. That would be lifetime friendships. Kind of things we learned that would guide us. Our kids were at that stage where they were small and everything was new. Every new stage was new. And it was exciting. And I look back at that, and it's it's one of those times when you look back and go, man, if I could revisit some of that. I'm not talking about redoing it. I'm just talking about revisiting it and kind of just enjoying it again and seeing it differently. Because I'll tell you, it was also some of the hardest times in our life. That's kind of the irony of it. You know, I've told you before, when we started the ministry, it was tough. There was no pay for, like, a long time. You know, it was one of those things where it was kind of weird and didn't know what I was doing. I told you I told you the the description someone said of my job when they described, well, he's a minister sort of, right? He's a minister sort of. And so that that was hard. And God was doing all this cool stuff, but I, I'm afraid I was missing it because of the hard stuff that I was kind of wanting to get through. I look back and it was interesting. I had lots of time, because when you're starting something out, you know, God was asking us to operate in some ways that were very different. I didn't necessarily know how to do what he wanted me to do. And so there was just a lot of space and time with nothing to do. And I don't do well in that kind of environment, right? I, I didn't like it. And yet, I got to spend all kinds of time with my family. In fact, for several years there, Laurie was teaching at a private Christian school, and I was doing more of the childcare because I was more flexible. And I, I have to tell you, I look back at that, and I'm so grateful for that. I got to spend lots of time with Lauren and Ryan when they were young, when they were little. I just had time to be with them. And, you know, you kind of, as things progressed and as things became more established and there were more people involved, you kind of, I tell people every once in a while, dang, if this thing didn't grow into a job on me. Right, And it's funny, I I had to work hard. We had to start etching out and make sure we made space, which we did. Because that was really important that we be a part of the kids' lives and that we spend lots of time with the kids and that we're at those key events, those key things in our lives. But we had to work at it.
3: And the thing that I looked at and thought, oh man, I just want to get on with it. I want to get through it. I want to get to it. It was a gift. We looked at it as a wilderness time. It was a gift. Now I look at those as kind of the good old days. And
2: what bothers me is I think there were blessings that I missed because I was in a hurry to
3: get where I was going rather than giving thanks for where I was. Very powerful, powerful lesson. We're going to talk about today, the title of the message is The Laughter of Gratitude. If you have your
2: Bibles, why don't you turn to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18, and then we're going to flip over a little bit to Genesis 21. The key character of the story that the scripture is going to unfold for us this morning is Abraham. Abraham, a man called to follow the Lord, a man with a promise. God said, I'm going to make a great nation out of you, but he was an old man and he didn't have any kids. And you remember, he and Sarah tried to help God out, and that like, really wasn't helpful. Okay, Didn't work real well. Well, in Genesis 18, they have a visit. They're visited from three men. And, the, and it's an interesting way that the, the writer gives us this passage because they're from the Lord, and they appear to Abraham. So he sees, experiences three men, but we know they're from the Lord. And every once in a while, the writer will say, and then the Lord said. So it's like, these are messengers from the Lord, but we know the Lord is speaking through them, or the Lord speaks with them. It, he didn't give us all the details. We just know that God is here. And by the way, Abraham knew they were from the Lord, so he makes them something to eat, and they ask about Sarah. Okay, let's pick up here at verse 10. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old. Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I'm worn out, my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old?
3: It's funny. Um, Sarah laughed how? To herself. And she thought, she laughed to herself and she thought,
2: yeah, that's the thing about God. He's like God, the whole omnipresence and omniscience thing. You
3: got to watch for that. So she kind of has this little private chuckle that wasn't so private because God could hear.
2: Why did Sarah laugh and say, Well, I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied. And she said, I didn't laugh. But he said, Yes, you did laugh. Awkward
3: because it's God you're arguing with. I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. I was right then. No, oh, it was Abraham. Let me ask you something. You ever laughed at God? Have you ever laughed at God? And maybe you're like, okay, I have the fear of God and I don't want to get smited or struck down, right? But maybe you laughed at his messenger or laughed at his message. God will meet that need. He, God will. He is faithful. Oh, yeah, whatever.
2: If you obey him, he will take care of you. He will walk with you through it. Oh, okay. Don't be afraid of that because God will be there for you. Oh, okay, that, that's fine. But, but come on, we got to be practical. Yeah, that's, that's great. All the miracle talk, whatever, whatever. And, and just kind of the condescending chuckle.
3: I've had people laugh at me when I've said, But the word says, and so God will. God promised, and therefore he will. And I have people go, well, okay, whatever. And it's amazing. Because when we chuckle like that, God's listening. God's listening. Skip over to chapter 21. I'm going to pick up at verse 1. Here's where the story kind of
2: goes. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he'd said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. By the way, isn't that awesome? Because that's just what God's like. God is gracious, and God does what he promises, and he did it for Sarah. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him. And God, as God commanded him, Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I've borne him a son in his old age. Let me pray for us, Lord. Thank you for your word. I pray that
3: you'd speak to us, help us to hear. Lord, your goodness and your faithfulness, help us remember you are gracious, and you always do what you promised. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. I love this. I think God has a sense of humor. I think
2: Sarah probably never forgot that, because when God calls you out on something, so much so that you have to lie about it, and then he says, no, you did. I didn't laugh, no, yeah, you did. That's not something you quickly forget. And I don't think it's something that Sarah quickly forgot. And so I think there's almost a little humor. She's so delighted. She's so overjoyed. She said, God has made me laugh
3: because he has been so good. The one who had kind of scoffed in doubt, disbelief, was now laughing in gratitude. And I just think God loves to do that. See, in
2: fact, if you're taking notes, write this down. God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. Have you ever had God do that? Have you ever had God do something that was so good that you just had to go, wow, God, you are awesome. You know, to the point where, okay, I'm not talking about serious prayers of thanksgiving where you kind of get all formal and use these and those. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where God surprises you to where you're like wanting to high-five him. Like, wow, God. Like, you outdid yourself, God. Like, I can't believe it. See, here's what I'm talking about. I I think the laughter of gratitude is the spontaneous expression of joy when confronted with the undeniable goodness of God. That's what I'm talking about. That spontaneous expression of joy when you're confronted with the undeniable goodness goodness of God. God, I can't believe how good you are. God, I can't believe how faithful you are. God, I can't believe you met that need. I can't believe you did what you said. I can't believe you showed up the way you did. Thank you, God.
3: I'm so grateful. God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief
2: into the laughter of gratitude. I love that. That spontaneous expression of joy when confronted with the undeniable goodness of God something about that when that happens to you when you start to look around and see God's goodness and respond to God's goodness it changes you it is a level a depth of joy and recognition that alters how you see things and how you see the world it's powerful
1: And we want to take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Radio for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church in this message called The Laughter of Gratitude, which is available right now on the sermon page at reallife.org. And there, if you're able to bless back, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Again, find the Give tab at reallife.org. And if you're searching for a new church home, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean.
2: God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.
1: And now back to the message, The Laughter of Gratitude. This is Radio for Real Life.
2: Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Psalm 107. In fact, we're going to read the whole chapter, and it's kind of a a considerable amount of Scripture, so I'm going to ask Lauren to come and help me read it. Would you give Lauren a big welcome? Thank you, Lauren. Our Scripture reader with us. What we're going to do, through the Psalm, there are some instructions that are given. It's kind of like the foundation of the psalm. I'm going to put those on the screen. I'm going to read those. But then the psalmist goes and he gives kind of some background to where these instructions are a response to what you're hearing in the background. Lauren's going to read those parts. And so we'll read through the psalm together. Psalm 107, beginning at verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south.
4: Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things.
4: Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, The utter darkness and broke away their chains.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron.
4: Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his work with songs of joy.
4: Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council Of the elders.
4: He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into a salt waste, because of the wickedness of those who lived there. He turned the desert into pools of water, and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live, and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths.
2: Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. I think this is really good advice. I mean, over and over, give thanks, give thanks, remember, give thanks. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. I want to suggest to us three practices that the psalmist kind of models for us that will unleash the laughter of gratitude. Because remember, God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. And so I think the psalmist models for us how to do that. Three practices real quickly. The first, remember what God has done. Remember what God has done. And I want to suggest, it's not like, okay, can you remember? I think there's a practice to remembering. That's exactly what the psalmist is doing. He says, give thanks, and then he reminds them why. He reminds them. uh, This is such an important discipline, just the simple idea of reflecting on the faithfulness of God. Just being kind of consistent and saying, Lord, you are good. And I remember you've done this for me and this for me and this. And, and just kind of bringing those things back and meditating on the good things that God has done. See, I think we, when we do this, we avoid the sin of forgetfulness. Because that kind of forgetfulness can really lead to sin. It can be a sin in and of itself. The sin of forgetfulness. When we forget what God has done, and it, it, you know, it talks about in the scripture when that starts to happen. But they forgot what the Lord had done. They forgot that God was with them. Every time that you hear those words, it's like, yeah, bad things happen. I remember after, kind of, some of you probably heard the story of our when when our church merged with a small church called Christ Redeemer Church, and the churches merged together. And that was, God did so many cool things. I don't have time to tell you the whole whole story, but long and short of it is is. There was this church that had gone through a rough time, and, and we were kind of in need of, of a number of different things, some space and some things, and we, God brought these two fellowships together, and they became a part of us, and it was just an awesome, awesome thing. And one of the cool benefits of that, one of the cool gifts of that was there was a, a really neat piece of property that was right on Jones-Malsburger and, Jones-Malsburg and Redland Road, and that became our home, and we acquired that. And not long after that, it was interesting. I was talking with someone. It was a kind of casual conversation. It wasn't serious. But it, it was kind of just a, to kind of be we talking about something and, and heard about this person who God had just, you know, someone had just been given a car. And I off, made the offhand statement, well, God, I wish someone would give me a car. No one's ever given me a car. And, and this person who I was with, his friend said, yeah, but he just gave you a church. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that's better than a car. <laughs> I mean, it's way better. It was interesting, you know, because, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't grateful or I'd forgotten, but it, it was like, oh, yeah. And what's ironic is as I started thinking about it, someone actually had given me a car once. We drove it for a good amount of time, and then we were able to give it to someone else when we were done with it. it but see, you slip so easily into just forgetting.
3: You just forget. If you don't stop and regularly say, Lord, thank you for, thank you for this, thank you for this,
2: I just, I challenge you, this needs to be something that is a regular habit because it changes you. It really does. You know, we have a management team meeting uh, with some of our leaders every week. And I will sometimes just open that up by saying, okay, tell me, tell me the good things you've seen God do around the ministry, in your own life, whatever. And just start recounting. And it's so cool because this staff works really, really hard. They oversee a lot of ministries and they, and they burn it pretty hard. And they're, all, they're always got a good spirit, a good smile on their face. But, you know, they, they can be tired. And so if I see that in a meeting, if they're kind of, Ugh, you, know, it's, Ugh, you know, when I see that kind of thing, that's the time to say, tell me something you've seen God do good. And it is amazing. All of us, how that just kind of, when we start saying, well, man, I got to pray with this one to receive the Lord this last week. And it's like, it's all worth it. That's why we do this. Or, or we had this need and we prayed and God met this need and God did a God thing. One of those, you know, laughter of gratitude type things. Or let me tell you what God did through these people on our team and what he did for them. And, and, and we just start telling the stories. And you can just see everybody sit up a little straighter. You can see their countenance light. You can see, yep, that's why we do it. God is good. He is faithful. And it just changes everything when you start recounting the good things that God has done. So I just want to encourage you, if, if you don't have a kind of habitual process of that, I hope you have a daily quiet time where you just sit, get quiet with the Word of God and pray and just spend some time with the Lord kind of before you launch on your day. I, if you don't, I encourage you in that. If you don't know how to do that, you're like, wow, that sounds interesting, but I don't know how to do that. Go to reallife.org. We've got uh, Pastor Mike did a deal called Bible Virtuosity where he teaches you this very simple method that we have called REAP. Read, examine, apply, apply, pray. How to read the chapter of Scripture, draw the truth from it, pray about it, and let God speak to you through the Scripture. Very simple, but it helps you know exactly how to do a time like that. So if you don't have a time like that, I want to encourage you to have a time where you just get with the Word and you take some time, focus, and pray. And one of the things I'd encourage you to add to that time is just Thanksgiving. You know, the, the psalmist said we will enter his courts with Thanksgiving come into his courts with praise and there's gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise and uh it's a very powerful thing when you just start going you know lord thank you for this thank you for these people in my
3: life i thank you for my job instead of you know just kind of oh god my job lord thank you that i have a job you know thank you for that
2: Lord, thank you for this roof over my head. Thank you for transportation. Thank you for that kindness that I was shown last week or for that opportunity or for just your presence, God, for this Bible that I can just open freely and I can can talk about, I can go worship with people. Just start thanking him. It changes you. Don't be surprised if God begins to turn kind of the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. Remember what he's done. Second thing I think we need to do, we need to recite his good works. Okay, it's good to remember it, but at some point you've got to begin to talk about it. You've got to begin to talk about it. I'm not going to get in any weird kind of, you know, I'm not a name it, claim it guy, you know, don't confess this, don't confess that. I I don't really go there a lot. But I don't don't think I need to make the case for the power of words, do I? Right? We understand the power of words. Like they, they set things in motion. They take things that are internal, and they bring them out, and now they're real. Words are powerful. What you say matters. And let me say the flip side of reciting his good works is called complaining. All right? And right now, I'm going to say for the next number of minutes, this is a no-elbow zone. Okay? You know what a no-elbow zone is, right? No-elbowing. It's off-limits. You can't elbow. All right? All right? And, and, and the Lord will enforce this for me. It'd be like a little force field, your elbow. You'll try, and, um, and like a shock. So don't try it. Trust me. Complaining is a problem. Complaining feeds in gratitude.
1: That's Pastor Sean Ozzaro. You've been listening to Radio for Real Life. And if you'd like to hear this full message called The Laughter of Gratitude, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And there, if you're able to bless back, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Again, look for the Give tab at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, with service times on Saturday nights at 5, and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.15. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Radio for Real Life is a service of River City Community Church,